0: Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast. I'm Chaz Hathaway. Today we're going to share the near-death experience of, and I hope I don't botch this up. I'm sorry if I do, Amphianda Basket. And uh, when she was 15 years old, her uh, description of this era when this is happening is that she had stopped believing in God. She was in, as she puts in, existential angst. She was very depressed, having a hard time. And she had this very strong sense of wanting to go home. Now, her home life on earth was not good. I mean, it was, it was a very difficult, uh, dysfunctional home. And so that sense of wanting to go home, she didn't know how to explain it exactly. She didn't know why she felt it that way, but it was clearly there. And so she's in school one day in her second period class And she's feeling a little bit off, not exactly sick, but she is just feeling a little off. And so she goes to see the nurse, the school nurse, and the nurse kind of freaks out. She says, you have a fever of 105. And that's where I'm going to pick up her account, she says. Years later, I found out that 105 is the point where brain death starts to occur, Well, I was just as surprised as the nurse when she told me I had a very high fever. My stepmother, whom I did not have a good relationship with, came to pick me up and take me home early. I went into my bedroom and laid down. I still didn't feel sick, I just felt tired. So I started to drift off. But instead of sleep, I entered a state of delirium, half awake, half dreaming, fitful. In this state nothing was making sense and everything was very confusing, and at some point I heard what I what I heard and felt what seemed to be helicopters over my house, hovering very close. It was loud and vibratory, buzzing. Later I learned this state is well known and commonly occurs before an out of body experience. Then all went silent, and I found myself in blackness warm, comforting, comfortable, and traveling through water through a tunnel. The tunnel was black and I could breathe in the water. At some point a light appeared ahead of me. The light in my near-death experience was never bright, as others describe. It was very gentle. As I emerged from the tunnel, I found myself standing in a gentle river or stream in the middle of a beautiful very lush green forest there was no sun in this world instead it was as if everything in the forest was lit from within itself everything had its own inner light very gentle as i stood in that stream a profound awakening occurred and it was all at once all of what i'm about to say happened almost all at once I remember this place deeply. It was home, no doubt about it. It was as if my earthly life had been a dream, and this forest and river was my true home. And I was just waking from a very long, strange dream. And with that, there was a profound knowledge. Things I instantly knew or remembered about life and, it, and its purpose. And I kept saying to myself, of course, it's so simple. How in the world could I ever have forgotten? This has always been here. I knew how totally innocent and deeply treasured and loved I really am and was. How beautiful I was. How important I was. Valuable. And as I looked at the events of my life, I felt gratitude and deep love and appreciation for all of it the good and the bad. It was all so totally astonishingly perfect. If you felt and saw what I did, it would bring you to your knees with awe and weeping. It was absolutely amazing. I saw that fear was the reason for all the suffering. It was quite simple. It was so perfect too. And at one point I asked about or thought about my relationship with my stepmother She had been quite psychologically abusive to me, or I experienced it as abusive. She resented having to raise me. She was very threatened of me and my relationship with my father. Anyway, I was shown instantly or could see that her own life, in her own life, she had been similarly abused. And all I could feel then was deep understanding, compassion, and love for her. It all made sense. I found myself admiring her for all she had struggled with and been through in her life. And I saw that she treated me badly because of fear, but I couldn't ever really be harmed by it. And then I saw clearly how it is exactly the same for all of us. We are all afraid, and it's okay. It's all okay. We don't need to ever, ever, ever be afraid. Fear is so totally not needed. Now that's the end of her experience. Um, there are some questions here, quite a few, so I'm not going to read them all, but I'll I'll read samples from these questions. And to give you the reference, this uh, is uh, in on a website called angelicview.wordpress.com. I was pointed to it by um, her on Facebook. She uh, shared a a link to it on Facebook, and I got her permission to share it on the podcast. But let me go ahead and share some of these questions and answers that she gives. Okay, so the first one um, asks a question about uh, if life learn if life's lessons aren't learned about uh, um, in this life, if if there's a need to reincarnate. And I'm not going to read the full answer, but I'll I'll read part of it. She says, in my I, in my near-death experience, I saw nothing so cruel crude as having to come back, etc. There's no failure. I saw love and understanding only. We all feel alienated, alienated here on Earth. It's just part of the experience. And then she goes on talking about how I, she says I was given an understanding that time is an illusion, and uh, and how. Um, it, it's, it's kind of like all things are happening at once that there's no past and future really just in the eternal now and oneness and she says if we're truly all one then um, every life kind of feeds into that oneness that we all are so we're all informed by that oneness from each other's lives sort of and, and so that was her take on that. Here's one that I really like because she's asked, Did you receive shareable information or knowledge about how to let go of fear? Did you understand or comprehend how to let go of fear? How would you explain to others the process of choosing life without fear? I like that they ask this question because fear um, was kind of a theme in her experience or the, the uh, lack of fear and, and that fear is, is a source of suffering. And she says... It's more than the near-death experience and the knowledge I gained. It's more like, or it's more that the near-death experience and the knowledge I gained erased fear. Like, I always understood all the reasons for it. It was so clear how totally unnecessary fear is because we are actually always safe as can be. We are safe because we are perpetually loved. We are safe because we cannot ever be harmed. We are safe because we will never die. The best advice I can give you is to trust more in life. Practice trust. Practice letting go and letting God. Practice feeling, or so, practice free falling a bit more. When I came back from my near-death experience, I had zero fear about anything, and as a result, my grades shot up like overnight to A's and B's. Fear had been the thing that had kept me from performing well in school. I was taken out of special ed. I was put in higher level classes. It was pretty miraculous. I lived in a state of total and utter trust and joy. When you feel that life is, uh, when you feel ha- let's see. When you feel that happy, that happy with what life is, you stay perfectly present because the present moment feels fantastic. When you feel perfectly safe, you tend to be more present to life. And that presence was miraculous. Presence brings total magic into your life. Or you are able to see the magic of life when you are present. Things just roll along perfectly, beautifully. Also, guilt and fear are often one and the same. A lot of us in this world feel immense shame for all kinds of stuff. In my near-death experience, I was shown that there is nothing for any of, any of us to be ashamed of. Tell yourself, I am innocent. We carry a lot of baggage and just don't need to. I kind of like this question too. I was just wondering if you were very upset right at first when you were brought back to your body. Did it take some time to process it all? She replies, No, in my case, I was in a state of absolute awe and gratitude. Had I been given a choice, I likely would have wanted to stay there, I think. But I was changed in such a way that I saw my life as amphi, as totally beautiful. I was just deeply overjoyed and peaceful to know that I was loved so much, that we are eternal, that there was nothing to fear. And I stayed in that place of joy, present our presence and gratitude for a few solid months. It was an amazing time for me, truly magical, almost as good as the near-death experience, honestly. Question. Did you get the sense that all this, that we consider reality, is anything, not anything more than an illusion? She answers. Yes, but it is a useful illusion, I was very grateful for my time on Earth when I saw from the non-physical perspective. Here's another question I like. I am very environmentally conscious, but lately I've been wondering if this is all an illusion. Perhaps I shouldn't be so concerned about it. Am I wasting my time working to improve the environment? Her answer. I don't think you're wasting your time unless... It doesn't make you feel fulfilled or happy. If you're doing it out of fear, anger, or guilt, then you definitely don't need to be doing it. It's a sort of waste of time if you're doing it out of obligation only. Now, if you're doing it because it gives you a deep sense of satisfaction, joy, and love, then it's very good. It's your correct path. This is my opinion, obviously. I sometimes also think, That illusion may not exactly be the right word, but I don't have a better word right now. It comes pretty close. And just because I'm a nature lover myself, I'm going to read this question as well. Hearing about nature on the other side fills me with hope. I do care so deeply about this web of life we have on this planet. It is like I see the expression of God in every little thing. Seeing plants and animals suffer and whole ecosystems destroyed is nearly unbearable for me. It causes me such pain not being able to protect it all. The idea of having to watch another 40 years of massive total loss of wilderness, biodiversity, and unspoilt air and water seems too much to bear. If you have any ideas on this, I would be grateful. Her answer. I know that this may be very hard to reconcile but the truth is everything is really okay animals and forests everything goes back to that blissful happy healing source it's all interconnected and despite how it appears on earth the cycle of life is on purpose should we try to do no harm yes of course but we also can't really blame those who do harm and also those who are those parts of ourselves and others that are ignorant. God doesn't want us to run around stressed out, angry or sorrowful all the time about injustice in the world. God encourages us to do or sorry, God encourages us to accept what is and love all of it. Very difficult to do, I understand. But even if we can't do this, it's totally understandable or uh, it's totally understood too, you see? When I came back from my near-death experience, I loved everyone equally. But my love was far from impersonal. I loved everything. I could love, or I could look at a scene that others would recoil from, or judge as bad, or see deep beauty and perfection in it. And I feel this is the key to the whole thing. See beauty everywhere, in everything, and in every circumstance. Be present. Try to understand that it's not just me. Hundreds of other near death experiences say the same thing. Everything is perfect. And the fact is, or or the fact that is, let's see, and the fact that it is perfect always astonishes me. Because our perspective before the near death experience was so bland and full of problems. Yet that's not the reality. That is a faulty perspective. You are welcome to choose the path that calls to you, for it does call to you for a reason. But imagine if you could stop judging anything as good or bad. What if you could just, let's see, what if you just were you in the moment, much like you were at your happiest as a child, just doing your thing. It's good and beautiful to feel compassion. Yes, yes, yes. But if it's turned from compassion to more negative, gnawing feelings, it might be time to move to a new perspective. This stuff is very hard to talk about and convey, but yet it is what I saw in my near-death experience. Everything's really okay, and it's going to be okay. And there's nothing wrong with imagining the outcome you want to see, rather than the tragedy you're afraid will come to pass. Our thoughts do have power, focus, and beautiful outcomes let's sink in nothing can truly or let this sink in nothing can ever truly be harmed a natural side effect of deeply accepting what is is presence and love which in turn causes you as a person to be peaceful and to do less harm and people around you are so are also deeply touched by your presence You end up influencing the world by bringing peace to yourself. There is no other. So bring peace to yourself. You bring peace to the entire world. There's really no other method that will work. It is truly up to each of us and only us. We don't get to force others to be better. What they are doing is really, in many, many ways, none of our business. Our business is looking within and becoming more pleasant. All the rest... The love, the compassion, the cessation of fear, comes as a natural side effect of presence. That's how a planetary consciousness is raised. That is the end of the of her response to the question, and that's the end of the article. Interesting, isn't it? I really like her thoughts on nature. I'm a I'm a nature guy myself. I I even have uh, chicken, duck, goose, and goat farm. <laughs> Uh, just in this last year or so, I've kind of established that. And I've been working for years to try to establish a a food forest in my yard, kind of a permaculture approach to uh, growing. And it's very challenging. I'm in a very dry, hot, um, deserty kind of an area. And so it's very challenging, but I'm very much enjoying what results I do see. And so hearing that stuff about nature is really... I like what she says about how The point is not to fear and get anxious and and worried about the problems that we can't control, but rather to put hope and purpose and love and joy into the work of striving to do better and to make things better. I think that's that's a much more healthy approach anyway, Um, rather than trying to just fix the wrongs try healing the injured or and and preventing the uh injury in the first place you know, uh, there's there's lots of different ways you could take that and there's lots of different things you can do with that thank heaven for police officers for uh justice officials and so forth that make it possible f- to remove dangerous persons from society no question about that but uh but also, in our own lives, there are people who may hurt us, or try to hurt us, but if we have this perspective that uh, has that recognizes our beauty and our worth as individuals, then we don't need to be so totally consumed by what happens around us. Obviously, if somebody is hurting you, then they should be put in the hands of the authorities if it's that kind of hurt. But if it's just the kind of hurt that is just legal but cruel, well, maybe we need to get that out of our life and move on and be happy with what we can control. Basically, it kind of comes, seems to come down to what we can control and what we do have um, the ability to uh, concentrate on and that presence, being present and uh, loving life for what it is. It seemed to be the message that I got out of this. So thank you very much uh, for allowing us to share your experience uh, on, on this uh, podcast. Uh, what, a, what a beautiful experience. For any who would like to contact me, um, we can, you can reach me by emailing Podcast at gmail.com. You can also comment on the blog, uh, not the blog, the podcast website, which is near death Or you can call our Near Death Experience Hotline, which is 970 NDE Cast. And that will limit you to three minute calls. There's no one picking up on the other line. It's it's just a message machine, so I don't even know when you're calling until after you've already left your messages. But just go ahead and leave a three-minute message when that one cuts out. Call back and continue your message as many times as it takes. I have no problem uh, copying and pasting into the blog uh, all the pieces. And if there's personal aspects or things you want cut out, just let me know in that call and I can easily do that and edit it down to where you are likely to be comfortable with it being posted for everyone to hear um, so that we can put it on the blog and if you don't want it shared on the blog then just say so or on the podcast and just say so so once again thank you all of you so much for your time for the your kindness in in listening and sharing these podcasts this has been a passion project for me it's also given me a sense of purpose that that sometimes wanes in some of the other aspects of my life and this is one that seems to be increasing with time this sense of purpose so thank you again all of you so much for listening